What up? Welcome hey. back to the Oasis Podcast. That was, <laughs> that was just that way too late. A little delayed. <laughs> Brennan's as fast as Internet Explorer. Oh. <laughs> Are we against Internet Explorer? Oh, now? for sure. We've always been. Fix this mic right here. It was better the first before you moved it. That's okay. <laughs> well, whatever. Welcome back to the Oasis Podcast. We're excited that you're here. And we've got an awesome topic ahead of us. But before that, I had a question for you. What is your favorite sound? Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like we asked this at leadership one time for a mixer. We did. We, yeah, now that you say that, we did. Oh, man, what did I answer there? Now you're going to confuse me. I feel me. like I have a lot of favorite sound, Like, a lot of sounds you, I really like. You better start then. I really love um, when it gets warm out and it starts to melt and the water drips out of the gutters mm. and like just trickles onto the ground. Yeah. Really soft. yeah. As a homeowner, that always makes me nervous. I'm like, is that going into my basement? But you, maybe some of you don't feel that. You're just like, I just enjoy it. Water trickling now makes me anxious. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, For me, mine is probably the sound, this is going to sound super weird, the sound of summer. That it's like. What's up with you guys? What's the sound of summer? Yeah. You walk, you walk outside and then. You You're hear, not freezing. Yeah, which, that's that's I mean, huge. That's, that's why I'm wearing shorts that, today. That's number one. I'm trying to trick yeah, the mind into shorts today. Yeah, but inside. Anyway. Oh, you yeah. still haven't said what the sound. Sorry. Is. Yeah. yeah keep going. <laughs> um, so you walk outside. You got like the birds chirping. You got like the cars driving by. You can hear like the movement of people in the distance. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear more. And mm-hmm. fun fact, the summer is louder than the winter. Because that feels obvious. Because. So? Yeah. No, because. Like just ambient sound, the snow detons so much sound oh, yeah. that it is so absorbed. So like in the summer, you can hear a ton more. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Was that the same explanation you were going to use? For? You said it seems obvious. Oh, yeah. You, you would have said because of the s- snow? No. Well, no. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, oh. I see what you're saying now. <laughs> no, because there's people outside. Yeah, that's what I was sound. thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did know that snow deadens the sound, but I didn't think that it was that significant. I didn't know this. Well, there you go. Here's your fun fact of the day. All right. All right, Brennan, you uh, got your For me, out? I think what I answered then, and I'll answer the same now, I like a good, like, knuckle crack, right? Mm. That is a good sound. So when, like, Anybody got one? Do it in the mic? Yeah, you got, like, see if you get a little back. Oh, oh wow. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, Welcome you know. Oasis. You know, I'm going to have arthritis when I'm 40, <laughs> but I love a good knuckle crack yeah. sound. Some people can't stand mm. that, but, and then there's the whole like social media video movement where chiropractors will like put, oh. put on oh, mic. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it literally cool. sounds like the person, the person may never walk again, <laughs> but yes. I was satisfied with the noise. I yeah, get like you know? the, the empathetic cracks. Like if I hear someone else like pop a knuckle yeah. or like crack their back, like yeah. I instantly have to do it myself. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Well, even when you said it, I was like, nah, I mm-hmm. have to. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. That's my that is a noise. good sound. Uh, my, my second favorite, but actually, no, it's probably my first. I lied. This was my second was the sound of summer. My first, Favorite sound is the sound of God's voice. Oh, oh so Rick, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So let's get into it. And, and so today we're talking about silence. Um, some would say silence and solitude. They usually go together. Um, but just as Christians, we desire the presence of God. That to be a Christian, it's to desire the presence of God, um, to desire to hear his voice, desire to be in relationship with him. Um, and that's something that like a lot of people desire. I mean, I hear this a ton that like, oh, I really just want to hear God's voice. Like, uh, or like, I really just want to be really, really close with God. And so these are two desires that I think can, can kind of be met really well in this space of silence and solitude. Um, where when 
I don't want to say done right because there isn't a right way to do this, but like when done well, that there's a great opportunity to sit with God, to commune with him, to, to actually hear his voice mm-hmm. and create a space that, that is available. Yeah, that's good. What do you mean when you say solitude? I feel like that can kind of be churchy language. Yeah, solitude is just uh, the the removal of the, it's, goes along with like holy as being set apart, mm. um, that it is a removal of a setting apart of, um, and then protection around that. Mm. Um, so solitude is making space that you are protected in. So like in this instance, it's this solitude from the outside world. Mm. So it would be, you know, going into you know, like your bedroom, like closing the door, making sure there are no distractions, protection from being distracted so you can be focused straight ahead. Yeah, that's good. So then what's silence, right? Well, we'll go next. All right. Well, silence is um, just a moment of intentional quiet time um, to be alone with God. Uh, and in the, in the moments of, of quiet and silence, that is where it becomes a whole lot easier to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. And in everything, we try to model Jesus. He yeah. is our example. Yeah. And so Jesus practiced silence in for a sure. lot of different ways for different purposes, uh, but almost always to connect with the Father, mm-hmm. always to connect with yeah. the Father. So Luke 5 is one that will read you, Luke five sixteen. but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And Jesus does this and he goes away to these lonely places. He prays and in prayer, you can see that there's this conversational dynamic where Jesus is spending time with his father, talking to him and receiving vision, receiving clarity. Like mm-hmm. there's moments where Jesus leaves that time with the father and he makes changes in his schedule or his his direction. He now has fresh ideas of what it looks like to fulfill the father's will because he's heard from him in yeah. those moments of silence. Yeah. So what are, are just a few examples of the places where Jesus has modeled silence for us? Yeah. Yeah. You just read Luke 5, right? Yep. Okay. So then like in Luke 6, um, just a chapter later in 12, it says that one of those days that Jesus went away out to a mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. Um, and in this, he just um, he went out before a major decision. He took the time to get before the Father um, and then to, to um, make that decision in light of the time he spent with the Father. That's and in good. verse 13, it says that then... When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose the 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. So just that intentionality of before making a big decision, getting before the Father and seeking his face. That's good. Luke 22, 39 through 42. Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. Upon reaching this place, he said, pray that you will not fall into temptation. And he withdrew about a stone's throw away. He knelt down and he prayed, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. These are these moments of prayer where Jesus has his disciples, some of his disciples there praying for him Mm -hmm. so that he can connect with the Father. A moment of stress, a moment of of hardship in Jesus's life. I mean, this is the Garden of Gethsemane moment where Jesus is said to have sweat blood out of the angst that he was feeling. I mean, he's going to walk into what is an unbelievably difficult situation, but he has this time of prayer, of solitude, and probably of silence Mm -hmm. where he communes and talks with the father yeah. in order to be able to do what he needs to do. Yeah. And, and so through the three of these, we see that Jesus went to silence to connect relationally, mm. um, to connect when needing discernment on a big decision yeah. and also in times of distress. And mm. so these are also three ways that like, and there's plenty more that we can go to God. There's never a bad situation to go to God with, yeah. but these are three ways in which Jesus went to the father to spend relational time with him, to connect with him and to seek um, his will on that. Well, I think that's good because like 
whenever we're thinking about our relationship to God, we do think about it as a relationship, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And all of those three things, you can see how those play out in your life, right? Yeah. You create space with people so that you can have depth of relationship, mm -hmm. right? You have a friend, you set aside time on a Friday night so that you can hang out so that you can connect relationally. Mm -hmm. Like again, it's set, a, set aside time where it's consecrated for that purpose. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't necessarily always call that holy, yeah. right? Yeah. And it wouldn't always be sacred, but it's, it's something we do. Or even when we have like a big decision to make, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Who are you calling? Who are you texting? Like your parents, yeah. your, your friends, your, your siblings, like you're getting that advice. And in the same way you see that in silence, solitude or in the difficult moment, mm -hmm. right? When we walk through hard things in life, I pray you don't have to walk through those alone, yeah. that yeah. you have community that you can walk through. And that's the same thing Jesus is modeling here in his relationship to God. Mm -hmm. So the same way we live in relationship to people, we should have those same moments of connection in relationship to God. Yeah. Yeah, that's super good. But not only Jesus practiced this, mm. that mm. we have two examples in which people other than Jesus, um, and they both come from the Old Testament, in which people were practicing silence as well. Yeah, that's good. So starting off in First Samuel 3, um, this is when Eli, who's a, an older priest um, that was working at the temple, um, is helping Samuel, a younger boy, he was a kid, yeah. um, come about and he, he kind of became uh, Eli's successor. And so there was one night where Samuel was laying down trying to go to sleep, but God kept calling him. He said, hey, Samuel, hey, Samuel, hey, Samuel. And each time Samuel thought it was Eli calling him. And so he kept going to Eli, waking him up, be like, dude, why do you keep calling my name? <laughs> um, and it took Eli's knowledge and wisdom to say, no, like this is like God trying to talk to you to go back to your bed like, sit in silence and say, Lord, speak to me for your servant is listening. Mm -hmm. And so in this moment, this is when God has a, a full conversation with Samuel. And like this, I think, I'm trying to remember, you might have to fight, fact check me on this, but God hadn't spoken to the Israelites in a long time. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time that he was speaking th to Samuel. And so Eli knew this was a big deal. That's cool. Or First Kings 19, Elijah is a really famous story where he's just had this super successful moment of ministry, but he finds himself in a place of emotional like turmoil and hardship. And the Lord is bringing him back to holistic health. And in that process, part of his redemptive like journey alongside God was hearing from God. Like in that he could have his physical needs provided, like he could get the rest he needed, like, but without having his soul touched by God, without having that moment of conversation where he gained um, clarity, from God, it probably wouldn't have been the holistic healing God had for him. So, you know, the famous story of when he goes into the cave and uh, he comes out and he thinks it's in the fire and he thinks it's in the earthquake and he thinks it's in the wind, but eventually God speaks in the still small whisper. And the beauty of that is it goes right alongside of what we're talking about. Elijah had this set apart solitude space, right, where it was consecrated. It was, there was no other distractions except for his purpose was to hear from God. And it also was a quiet space, right? There's no, uh, there's no noise there beside, well, there is noise, but he has to get past those noises in order to hear this still, still small whisper. So in the same way, we look to model Samuel, we look to model uh, Elijah, we look to model Jesus as we step into this practice of silence and solitude, prayer and meditation. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I think, in every situation, so the, the last slide that we just talked about, the emphasis is that in every situation, the goal was to be with God. Mm. It was not to get something out of it. Yes, there were moments and times where they, they went to the Father to, like, because there was a need, 
but that is never the main goal. The main goal is, of course, the, the building up of relationship with the Father. That's good. And so putting this back into our daily life and, and going into the apply section after what we talked about last week of what do we do with this? How do we go about practicing silence in our own lives? That's good. Yeah. I mean, the first thing and probably the basis for everything else we'll say is that you have to set aside the time for it. So you have to uh, want this to be a part of your life, to want to connect with God and set aside the time for it. You're not just going to find yourself falling into the practice of silence or solitude, but you have to, like any discipline, create the time for it, create the space, be intentional with that time yeah. to remove the distractions, to, um, to, yeah, to just be intentional. And what do you feel like are the barriers mm. to that, right? What do you feel the like is going to... What gets in the way? Yeah, what gets in the yeah. way from people making time for silence? I mean, your priorities, um, your schedule of your life, how you've managed um, your time can be a big part of it. Um, so even looking at, you know, where does my time go? How do I spend that? Evaluating where can I fit this in best? Um, or where do I need to release some things That's to good. be more connected with the Father? Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes we don't need to just squeeze him in. Sometimes we need to potentially make space for him. 100%. Um, I think that, I think the space that we choose to be in could be a, a barrier, a distraction. Um, so for me, I cannot practice solitude and silence at my own house. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two dogs. I'm never going to not be distracted. And so I have to find uh, a quiet room here at the church um, where there's, there's nothing going on. There's nobody around to distract. Um, sometimes it, it means um, intentionally removing distractions so I can be very quick to pick up on just like little noises Mm. so actually this is going to sound weird but for me sometimes my best silence comes when I put on like an ambient music in the background that I'm not it's not distracting me it's not pulling my attention but it's blocking out all the extra noise Mm -hmm. Um, something that's consistent yeah that's consistent it's just kind of there to to, uh yeah kind of it actually helps my mind focus yeah no totally i, I do the so. same thing when i'm pretty much working on everything yeah, yeah. lo-fi so, beats any t- anytime beats. i i i log into the oasis youtube all it is is just the lo-fi beat live streams <laughs> sometimes classic piano yeah there is yeah. some of that in there you, too. you're on the oasis uh, i jump back and forth it? right oh, yeah. and so i just when i open up youtube i don't really check which, which page which i'm on page i just start <laughs> listening to it and but That's i put in funny. a lot of youtube hours there you go. a lot a lot of youtube hours and the reason yeah. i ask that is i think there's a lot of barriers yeah. To doing silence, even maybe more than some of our other ones. Like prayer, when you think about it, we are pretty prone to be talkers. Like we know what it means to speak. Like we mm. go our whole day, usually most people go their whole day talking to others. But we're bad at listening mm-hmm. as well as we're bad at silence. Like it's not something most people experience in their day. Like if you walked through your last 24 hours from the moment you woke up to the moment you went to bed, how much silent time was there? Right, I, I'm so guilty of this. Like I'll wake up and I throw on a YouTube video while I'm getting ready or, or eating breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then I get in the car and my music's playing. Then I come to work and I'm chatting with people. Then I throw in the lo-fi beats as I'm working on a sermon. And then I have a meeting and I come home and I talk to my wife and we watch TV and I go to bed. And there was literally maybe, maybe a handful of spare minutes throughout a whole day that were silent. So then when we look at this, there we have to almost go against everything we've trained ourselves to do to sit in a moment and say, without all distraction, without all noise, I'm not going to be entertained. I'm not going to be fed in, like, I'm not going to have something to, to, to do in these moments. Like I'm just going to sit here. And that's so hard for a lot of people. I was so convicted of it this morning. Yeah. I I literally got up. I was like, all right, made my bowl of cocoa puffs. (laughs) 
<laughs> sat down at, on the couch back home. And then immediately I went and turned on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do this. Like, you knew the podcast was coming. <laughs> well, yeah. No, this is what made me write this oh, podcast. Because okay, okay. I turn out and I'm like, I've been watching so much YouTube recently that I've literally left myself nothing to watch. Mm. And so I'll just go on there and scroll. Yeah. And I'm like, I know nothing good is going to come of this. So yeah. I sat down I'm like, all right, fine. So I turned off the TV. And then the first thing I do, I go immediately to my phone. And then I'm checking my phone. I'm like, yeah. so we've trained ourselves to continually be consuming anything yeah yeah anything that, to remove yeah and i was so frustrated with myself i threw my phone across the room <laughs> i was like dylan you gotta like not do this like yeah. be okay with like having a moment of slowness of silence and like we get of course we're so prone of overthinking there are times when i get to bed and i cannot like even come close to thinking because my brain hasn't had time to sort out the thoughts of the day mm. i haven't mm. had the time to process what my day has been and then compound that on the days before that I still haven't processed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I lay in bed some of the few minutes that I have of silence before I actually fall asleep. Then my mind is just racing, trying to process through my entire day, mm -hmm. day before I wake up the next day and do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think of, so in the screw tape letters, uh, if you don't know, it's a book C.S. Lewis wrote from the perspective of uh, a demon tormenting a person or like trying to tempt a person. And one of the chapters I will never forget is when C.S. Lewis tells him that, or the C.S. Lewis writes about how this demon is trying to fill this person's life with the kingdom of noise. Like, and he compares the kingdom of noise with what is music. Like music is melody and beauty and like there will be music in heaven, but there will not be noise. What the, the enemy was trying to do to this person in the book, what C.S. Lewis was writing about, was he was trying to fill his day with nothingness. Just noise, not music, not conversation, not beauty, just noise. He wanted always there to be something in this man's life to distract him from when God might be trying to speak. Mm. And I was like, oh my, <laughs> like I, yeah. I feel that, okay. <laughs> right? You just, I'm constantly prone to, to turn something on, to throw something on, to have something in the background. And, and even music for us, because it's not in its most perfect sense of what heaven will be, even music can be noise when it's yeah. just distracting us and it's not causing us to worship. Yeah, but any other reasons that or we can keep moving on to? I mean, of course, spend some time in prayer. Like yeah. this isn't a moment that has to be fully dissolve of all prayer. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like, all right, I'm gonna sit on the couch. I'm gonna do nothing, think nothing for like 20 minutes. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be that. Like um, in First Samuel, like Samuel opens and and prays to God and he says, "Speak, for your servant is listening." Mm -hmm. So there has to be moments where like any time like I'm sure Jesus was talking to the Father when he was like, "I need help," like choosing these disciples. Yeah. Like, will you speak to me? Like, will you like feel? Or, or one thing that's helped me even just like rest my soul in when it comes to these moments is just like praying a repetitive prayer. Mm -hmm. Like, God, would you steal my soul? God, would you steal? And just saying that over and over and over mm -hmm. until like I can physically get to a place where like my soul is stilled and I can then like stop and then just let it be because otherwise I will keep, you know, thinking thoughts. I will keep trying to process throughout my day. Yeah. Um, and, and prayer is when we, when it, it's the key Christian component to what we're talking about here. Yeah. Like you probably never, you, you never should do silence without some form of prayer. Mm -hmm. Right. There's an Eastern meditative movement that has been around for centuries that has come back to fruition in some like yoga settings and some, some mindfulness things where they teach silence or meditation in this form of emptying yourself, right? 
don't think anything, don't, don't like try to do anything, just completely utter empty yourself. And really, when you think about it, that's a dangerous spot to be. Because if you empty yourself without asking the Lord to fill you, something else might come and fill you. Mm -hmm. And the enemy can speak just as well as the Lord can. Mm -hmm. So if he's not barred, if we're not praying against the enemy and saying, hey, you have no room to speak here. And if we're not asking the Father to come speak Mm -hmm. in that moment, the enemy might be the one whispering you lies. And you might leave a moment of silence filled with greater like pain and deceit Mm -hmm. and hurt. And like, and if that's your experience, maybe it was because you were void of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how I always start my moments of silence is like, here's probably three to four to five minutes of prayer centering myself, like slowing myself, right? We need to step into a moment of silence. We should probably do it with like 30 seconds to a minute of just breathing, right? Yeah. Slow down. We are such fast people. Like slow down and ask, God, would you speak to me? Protect me from the evil one. I want only you by the power of your Holy Spirit to speak. Um, and then open up your mind to meditate on what God might have for you in him alone. Yeah, also mm-hmm. come back to meditating on the scriptures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue to remind yourself, this is one of the things that you can practice in those opening moments. Practicing remembrance of what God has done, mm-hmm. uh, and then also his promises. That one of the, the big things that I've seen as I've been going back through the Old Testament, and Scott has continually drawn his people back to remembrance. Not to learn more, not to do more, but to remember what he's already done. Mm-hmm. Like I've been working through Hosea, and the amount of times God has told um i or told ephraim to remember that he's the still the same god that he was when he led the israelites out of egypt he says i'm the still i'm the same god that i was in egypt that's good mm-hmm. that i'm still the same god who brought you out of egypt by my compassion who led you through the wilderness who did all these great things and you were there and you've been told about it like these were things that everybody knew everybody knew the story of exodus and so when he says, hey, remember, I'm still the same God. Mm-hmm. Again, he's reminding them. So mm-hmm. say, take a few minutes, like, remember what God has done. Yeah. In previous moments of silence, what has God spoken to you? Is there a continued theme that God has been working through your life that you need to remember and sit on, that God wants to continue to speak? Like, this, these moments of silence are a conversation. Like, they can continue. Like, you can have a conversation that's separated into a few days. Yeah. But... Let God speak in that way. One of the things I want, want you guys to answer is, so when we talk about God speaking, some people mm-hmm. get really confused by that, right? Yeah. They're like, what the heck? Like, I've never heard God speak. <laughs> but God speaks in a lot of different ways. You know, yep. we've talked about how God speaks in his word. So you can open up a passage like Hosea, and God can speak to you through the living and active word of his scripture. God can speak through mm-hmm. a friend, right? You can sit down at a coffee table. You can sit down at your dining table in your apartment with your, with your roommates. And God could speak to you a word of encouragement through them. And it might be mm-hmm. their voice, but somehow through his spirit, he is touching your soul, right? And when it comes to silence, this one feels harder, right? Mm-hmm. How, how does God speak in silence? I mean, it's probably not likely, but audible voice. Uh, but most of the time, I think, from my experience has been through thought yeah. that, and this is where it gets hard. And especially for me that I've even wrestled with this while I practice this discerning, okay, what's God's thought? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if, if a thought comes to mind that I think is maybe God speaking, is it God or is it myself? Yep. Like, am yeah. I planting this thought in my mind, just saying that it's God speaking. And in those moments, that's when it's good to go back. Does it align with scripture? Mm-hmm. Does that's it align good. with who God is? Is it along with his character? Mm-hmm. Is Will it other people verify it? Too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think the important distinction there is like it, it could be audible, 
You know, most of the time for most people, it's not going to be. Yep. Most of the time, it's going to be this thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Richard Foster's quote when he talks about silence. He says, it's seeking to think God's thoughts after him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God is already moving. He's already speaking. He's already thinking. And we're in silence just trying to connect what we might be thinking with what he might be thinking. Yep. To join our stream of thought into his holy stream of thought. It's almost like Romans 12 says, renewing your mind so that you may be able to test and approve what God's perfect, pleasing, and in good will is. Uh, that's what that. So, yeah, you might be thinking and you're like, Hey, I'm th- I'm thinking I might be sh- I maybe should reach out to a a friend. Like you're sitting in silence and like a person's name pops in your head and you're like, hey, maybe I should encourage them. Like that might be God. That might be Him yeah. speaking to you in that moment. But you've just finally created space for Him to to say that and through your thoughts. Mm-hmm. In these moments, do you think it's better to be hypercritical or? I would say so. Yeah. Anytime you get away from Scripture and you go into your own sense, like you're relying on yourself and your own discernment in in silence, um, I would say like, yeah, you should probably be overcritical in examining things, testing things mm-hmm. uh, rather than under, Yeah. right? So yeah. yes, you should check it with scripture. Yes, you should check. There's, there's probably nothing you hear in silence that you should just act on blindly without um, mm-hmm. some kind of checks through the things we would say. Mm-hmm. And also kind of going back to the way that you start with silence, I think you should also end it with prayer. Yeah, that that's good. You also shouldn't mm-hmm. just, you know, pack up and leave that a, a beneficial way to end it, uh, a moment of silence is to process it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go back into the, the rhythm and routine of consuming all things, yeah. but, but take a moment mm-hmm. like after you finish that moment, maybe, maybe if you're a journaler, then journal your thoughts. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're not a journaler, just sitting and like continuing to think on those things and running them back and just processing them will help a ton yep. and, and lead you in a direction that you can take next steps of like, all right, this is what, this is what I heard. And now this is what I know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Just as we wrap up, right. Pretty tangible things. Maybe take five minutes tomorrow. Yeah. Five minutes yeah. today as you listen to this, like it doesn't need to be an hour. Like start yeah. with, start, start with where you're at. That's good. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, just take five minutes, set your phone aside, turn the music off, like shut the TV down, like Get in your car, get in, like, sit at your desk in your room if you can. Get in your, your closet at your apartment. Like, do, get a space where you feel like you can shut out some of that noise and sit mm-hmm. with God and ask through, ask through prayer for him to speak to you. And then if you don't hear anything today, maybe you come back tomorrow. And then, yeah, don't give up. No, don't give up. Yeah. And then you just keep with this practice of silence and let God form you through it as he speaks to you. Yeah, that's good. You can keep, good. the more you do it, the better you get. Yeah. Totally, like anything. Yeah. Right? Sweet. Any last we thoughts? We should just leave like five minutes of dead space on the end of this podcast. Oh, oh we could put a little <laughs> ambient noise just I, I, for people like Jaina. I, I, I was talking to somebody this morning. I was telling them we were doing this and they're like, you should just open the podcast and say nothing for like a minute. <laughs> you, uh, what was it? Three years ago? I preached that away. We did. I oh, gave, yeah. I started yeah. the message yeah, I with that. like 30 seconds of silence. Yep. Um, it was the worst. It was an, a very, very <laughs> awkward start. Yeah. But we hate silence. Yeah. yeah. It makes us uncomfortable, but there's something that God has for us in it. So push in by His Spirit. We'll be praying for you. you. Peace out. Bye. Bye.